Who's going to speak first? And oh, I just did. You just did. Yeah, that was a battle, and that was a I lost the battle. Uh, right, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask the first question. I'm going to fucking throw cat amongst the pigeons. Sod it. How about that? One in. Right. One in. First question tonight, ladies and gents, boys and girls, or whatever you identify as. I feel like I am really going to struggle to shut off from work as I am away. How can I detach myself from work without feeling like I have no control over my business and avoid checking my phone every 10 minutes? First thing is recognize the things and identify the things that um, you need to prioritize to get done before you get away. That's the first thing I would say. Um, there's obviously schedulers. There are um, both from a marketing sense and looking after your current client sense. Um, I would say if you've got no way of auto, if you've got no way of automatically communicate, then I think make sure that is boxed off so you don't have to keep checking and feeling like you need to know if someone's inquired or send you an email, put on autoresponders on everything. Um, anything that's on your phone to do with work, either delete the apps, put a pause on the apps, um, so you're not checking your phone. Uh, yeah, I think just practical things really, but I think starting off with, well, what do I, what would I be worrying about? What would I be concerned about? What could I, what would I, you know, feel I need to check. And I think put things in place. There's enough things now that you can put in place and systems and processes and automations that you can put in place to for you to be able to kind of finish work and not, I wouldn't say not, not think about it, but it, to box a lot of stuff off when you're not actually physically there. Um, so those would be my points. And I think, um, I think also accept that there's a, there's going to be a bit of, if this is your first time off this year, it's going to be a bit maybe of a acceptance that you, you, your mind might drift towards that. But I think like you would advise your clients to, you know, get rid of distractions, get rid of the opportunities um, that are there to act on it. Uh, and so, yeah, there would be my, there would be my list of to do's. Anything you'd add? No, we always fear the worst. Like, um, when you take that first time away or or something like that, so it's natural. Um, but I think that type of stuff needs to be in place. Um, I would say just everything, like make sure everything's set up that when it's just said, but also make sure that everything's set up like clockwork for when you come back. So like your first week's set up, reassuring that you're going to come back into um, everything structured and organised because that'll probably make you feel better as well. That's fine. Next question, please. I feel like um no. I just wrote the same question there. A parent has shut up. A parent has inquired about me helping their teenage son, fifteen years old, to get fit for the new rugby season. They have tried a few coaches, but none have agreed. I feel like I could help them, but I'm not sure what would be requirements required from a qualification insurance perspective. And it's not a demographic I've worked with before. Do you think? it's best to find a coach that's more experienced and refer. Um, as far as I'm aware, from an insurance perspective, you don't need 
anything else apart from with them being under 16, you more than likely will need a DBS check unless their parents are going to be there at all times. Probably need a DBS check anyway because they're under 16. Um, apart from that, um, in terms of qualification insurance, like there is other qualifications out there um, when you're dealing with under 16-year-olds um, and stuff like that, but I don't think you need them to coach them in a practical environment. I'm pretty certain on that if I'm dead. If I'm dead honest, I don't know if you uh, know anything different. Uh, from an insurance perspective, I think ring the insurance company. I mean, that, that'll, that'll be hard to answer the question. From a qualification perspective. I don't uh, think so. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Um, I think if you feel like you could help the person, um, the, the, the lad, I think for me, I would crack on personally. Um, that's just my opinion. Like, I think that's a project that I'd definitely be able to, I'd like to be involved in as well, so I can resonate with that quite a lot. Um, unsure as to why people have said no, I'm not too sure. But um, yeah, I, I think personally, as long as you, you don't train in them any differently. Like you're understanding the person, you do a full needs analysis and movement screen on the person. Uh, it's no different. And then you program to the needs of the, the individual. So um, of what they need from a performance perspective um, to do with their rugby and so on. So I think for me, nothing changes. If you're, if you're, if this is something that you want to do, like Nick said, I'd ring the insurance and double check with them. But from a qualification perspective, I, from my, as far as I know, you, you're okay to, to crack on. Um, yeah. And if it's to give you more confidence, maybe reach out to a coach who does do any, some kind of youth performance, if there's someone in your local area uh, to maybe ask questions. But apart from that, I would crack on as if it's a normal client because at the end of the day, that was a 16 year old person you probably wouldn't be questioning it and it's only a year and, and so yeah nothing changes for me sounds like a good project i would proper love that one get involved in that especially with it being sport specific and rugby specific it just gives you a performance route to to, to tackle to tackle um next question is are you reading a book I didn't know when you were going to stop. <laughs> Are you reading a book? I was referring to a book. I wasn't what saying was, I was reading. What, what was you referring to a book for? I was just picking something up from earlier on, Anthony. That's all. How do you price things? How do you price things if everything is individual? Um, listen, I think you'll have, when it comes to individual elements of a service listen like the features of your service are going to be very similar for a lot of people and especially if you're working one demographic i think where the individualization comes in is the type of method you use for those individuals um so you will probably find that you have you know maybe a couple of different varieties and um let's say yeah, a couple of different varieties of programs, which is based on the amount and level of support that people need. Um, but the real individualization off the back of that would be the, the methods that you provide people based on personal circumstances, lifestyle, goals, all that kind of stuff. So I think what you'll probably find is that once you understand and once you've worked out like how much time are you typically take for 
writing a program and doing a checking feedback and so on and so on, then depending on how much you're going to see that person, talk to that person, support that person, will be, will be reflected in the price point. But what you'll probably find is that you end up with maybe two, maybe three, let's say, um, varieties of that service, which is based on a lot of time with them versus less time with them and price accordingly. So um, I think the exercise of going through working out how much time you spend delivering on each feature on average will be the starting point. Um, but the individualization more so will probably come from more than methods more than anything else. Anything you'd add? No, no. That's pretty fantastic, isn't it? How do I know what topics to cover in a new client's onboarding email series? Um, there is a template attached to the onboarding of a client um, part of the platform and app. So that'll help you. Um, definitely that'll help you if you're not at that point yet. This person who's asked the question. A guide to that would be anything you feel like a client needs to know within the first, let's say, 30 days of being in your service. Um, so certain examples of that would be a welcome with like a, a bit of a, a welcome to the team. What do you need to understand and a bit of a, a really brief overview? Um, and then probably the first two weeks will be more or less how to use certain things within the business. Um, so... That might be how to use different parts of the programming software. So say, for example, using, I don't know, I use TrueCoach. So that might be how to understand how to access your program. Might be one video. How to update your progress might be a second video. How to use the reach me and use the chat and how to do the check-in um, would probably be another video and where to access it. Um, how to use my fitness pal, for example. And you could probably break that down into three or four different videos. Um, I've mentioned the check-in. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Um, how to make the most out of the community group or the Facebook group if you've got one of them. Um, frequently asked questions. So some frequently asked questions probably you would look kind of at the back of that stuff. But mainly initially to get the ball rolling, it's very much just how to use absolutely everything in the business. So you give them full context and clarity, and then. From there, if you want to add more educational pieces onto the end of that, then I would probably look at the biggest things that your clients struggle with or struggle to understand in general um, and start to create some really short snippet videos or, or levels of support on them things. And, and if you're unsure of what it is that they struggle with most, I would probably use your client group to maybe throw four, five, six options at them and then let them to vote on them. And then whatever goes first, you do that first and so on. Um, and I would involve them in that process to originally get it off the ground. But for me, the first probably two weeks is very much how-to heavy. Anything you would add? No, I'd agree. I'd agree. Um, Thank you. Thanks, Nick. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Yeah. The next question is how to get better at asking the right questions for the client like um <clears throat> the first thing i would say is um okay a couple of things first thing that i'd say is put yourself in a position where you're going to be curious about them 
And that sounds quite obvious, but I think that's important. And so when you put yourself in that position, have that viewpoint, you hopefully that will put you in the, the kind of mindset of listening to understand and not listening to respond. Um, and I think when you listen to understand, you organically start to be more curious and ask more open questions versus closed questions, which is obviously going to make the person open up more and elaborate on their answers. Um, I would say get yourself a bank of questions. Don't be afraid to have some questions there with you uh, to refer to. Um, I think that also trying to give general kind of feedback rather than specifics i would i would always go to the kind of the next step and what i mean by that is i would try it when you're trying to get the person to consider a different angle or to find the answer for themselves or to elicit um making a first step forward towards a behavior change or an action then Definitely, I feel paraphrasing is a very strong technique to use. Um, and then also reframing as well. So paraphrasing so that you're, they understand you are listening and you get their point of view. And then reframing is to get them to potentially um, consider the next step, critically think about what they've done in the past, how well has it worked, is it serving them now moving forward, and... The next thing I would say is um, if you're trying to elicit behavior change, then ask for permission before you suggest anything rather than throwing lots and lots of things at them. So that's, I think, and feel how you would get better at asking the right questions is first and foremost, listen, and then a few bits and bobs off the back of that. But if you come into the conference and we've got a session on that, um, I've just been thinking about my marketing over the summer and I have a holiday booked right at the end of August going into September for two weeks. If people wanted to join my online pro coaching program off the back of, oh shit, it's sorry off the back of all my summer marketing around the same time as when i go on holiday would you say i should get them signed up as usual but either give them two weeks free while i'm on holiday or start them once i am back i would want to lose no i wouldn't want to lose leads over a two-week break which is also a good time for me start september busy parents end of summer keep going back to school etc have a breather nick have a breather um it's a good question this because the majority of people listening and watching or whatever will have time away so it's then how to manage leads whilst you go on holiday and off the back of your consistency so i don't think there's anything wrong in what your suggestion is in regards to giving two weeks free whilst i'm away i don't think there's anything wrong in that i don't think it's something that i would do um but i don't think there's anything wrong in it um I think if you look at this in a very practical way, if you're really consistent with your marketing and your lead generation, you have a good process and system in place to schedule that marketing lead generation for whilst you're away. And then whilst you are away, 
you have a decent automated system to manage the leads that you might get, i.e. they fill out an inquiry form. That inquiry form links to Calendly to automatically book a call for when you're back. Um, and on the autoresponder, it states that you're away for them two weeks. Um, I think that's the best way of managing it when the business is relying on you. You are the business. Um, so you start to basically build leads and calls for when you get back. So I think that's the most sensible way to look at it. In terms of starting people, um, I think you have options, and this might not help the person, but I think it'd be wrong for me to just turn around and go, just this way is the best way. Um, the options would be that you drive a level of urgency and scarcity to drive people into the business before you go away. You sign them up. Um, and in the two weeks that you kind of that you go away, you set them up, they start to um, use all of the features, they get ready for, I don't know, they go through the how-tos, they get their first program and they kick on, all right? And they just use that first two weeks to, to start to really understand the service and go from there. You could, as a different option, um, kind of sign them up and give them two weeks free, let them access the service, and then they crack on when you come back. Or the other option being is that you can obviously sign them up um, when you get back and you just leave, do all of your calls for when you get back and stuff like that. And I think, do you know what? I actually don't think any of them are wrong. It completely comes down to whatever it is that you prefer, and that might not help this person with the answer. But I think whatever sits well and best with you. Um, I believe that most of us and most of you guys, especially in the academy, can probably sign clients up, get them set up and get them started on the things that they need to focus on within the first couple of weeks without you physically having any contact within them first two weeks personally. That's when motivation's high and you can probably get them to crack on with the program, start with their first check-in in the second week, get them watching the how-to videos to use everything, and then maybe book them in for a call in your first week back to see how they've got on and all of that type of stuff. I don't think there's any harm in any of them examples personally. Um, and then that probably doesn't answer the question direct. It doesn't help you too much. But I, I just think all of them options are probably okay, in my opinion. What would you, your opinion be? I'd agree with what you said. The only thing I would add is I would also take into consideration if you're going to sign people up and waiting for leads over the two weeks, is that going to, going back to another question earlier, is that going to, is that going to make you keep on checking things when you're on holiday? Or So maybe if that's the case, maybe pull forward the sign-ups like you just said there to before, set them up as like a, a week and a half induction induction and so you chilled to his holiday I, I that would have been my preference but i think it'd be wrong when we should turn around and go yeah that would be what i do um yeah be one or the other either that or you drive people to book appointments for when for when they for when you come back um but i would go with the first one because that would give me a bit of security before i go away that i've got some sign-ups they've signed up and i've got them to come back to and I've set up some systems in place to really support them whilst they're away. Bear in mind, motivation's high in that first couple of weeks, like really high. And I know every single coach wants to meet that motivation where it's at, but also there's a lot to understand um, and a lot to get your head around. And actually, that, as soon as you get into that first week, you do the welcome, they, they get set up, they get used to using their program, they probably do their first check-in. In that check-in, you want them to start seeing it. Can they start to pick up and solve a problem for themselves? And then 
hopefully the week after they start to understand how to use my fitness pal, get the most out of certain and you come back, bang, right, wherever you've been at. So for me, and listen, and what's difficult about that is we'll all have a different approach. Um, and like I said to you about three times, neither of them is wrong. I can completely understand that you wouldn't do any sign-ups until you come back. But for me, the most important thing is the, the automated sequence of how they sign up is mega important because if you've built loads of consistency and you're going to continue to build that consistency, the inquiry point into booking a call straight away into acknowledgement of to why they can't book a call for two weeks is dead important. Um, so yeah, I, I would put more emphasis on that if it's not ready and then make your decision whether you're going to go before or after. Um, Cause like I said, neither's wrong. I hate sitting on the fence with a question me, you know, but it's just, it's one of them, that one and it's personal preference. I suppose it's the individual kind of, circumstance and situation can you wait to get the door off? do we and to see another one i'm sat here now arguing with myself because another one would be you sign them up you have a consultation and actually you go right there's your first two weeks like you've said here of crack on the program and so on but for me if there's no skin in the game from the off are they going to just be a bit flaky they try it they don't go through the process themselves, come back and then they ghost you because they haven't signed up. You'd be fucking fuming with yourself then. So mm. yeah, I'll, I probably wouldn't go for that one. Oh man. Gosh, quick. Right. A very serious one tonight. <laughs> very serious one tonight. A fucking stupid one last week. Um, and that's it really. That's it, Nick. That's it. Yeah, it's all done. Right. Well, any final thoughts? Um, nope. I, I have a final thought. If yeah. you listen to the podcast and you've got all the all the way to the end of this episode today, if you mess if you message us, we'll give you a free space on the coaches conference. How about yeah. that? Bye. Tomorrow night. No, not by tomorrow night. Fucking hell, that's a bit harsh. We're not, Stephen not fucking Stephen Bartlett. They don't all fucking get the notification and go diving in straight away. Shut your face, right? Very fucking passive aggressive tonight, you are. Yeah. There you go. A little, uh, you got to be in it to win it, though, aren't you, Nick? Yeah. What's the point, mate? Prizes. That's what it makes. You learned that last week from me. See you in a bit, people. Bye. Yeah.